Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, brand new Flyers Daily for Monday, April 11th, as the Flyers have signed another collegiate player. College season is over. Championship has been won, and it's been won by a Flyers prospect. How about Bobby Brink in the University of Denver? Congrats to them on the NCAA championship. And Bobby Brink, hell of a season. Had a really good year. Led all players in college hockey. 57 points in 41 games, 14 goals, and 43 assists on the season. They had a 31-9-1 record. And his uh, 43 assists also led all NCAA players. So Bobby Brink has now signed his entry-level contract. Chuck Fletcher said we're very excited to have Bobby under contract after an outstanding career in college hockey that concluded with the national championship. Bobby possesses a high compete level combined with a terrific hockey sense and offensive skill that has led him to succeed at every level he's played in in his young career. So Bobby Brink signs, he was a second-round pick, 34th overall in the 2019 NHL Entry Draft, and he signs a three-year entry-level contract, which begins this season. We could see him tomorrow against the Caps. We'll see him soon, no matter what. This episode, though, is about Bill Meltzer. It's Monday, Mondays with Meltzer, and we're doing a special Ask Billy segment because we haven't done it in a while and it's a great time to do it. We got a lot of good questions. So let's get to the man right now from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. The one and only Bill Melcher joins us. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jason. How about you? I'm doing well. Uh, I know you were at the ballpark uh, taking in some baseball this weekend. How was the atmosphere? Uh, the I mean, the atmosphere has been great all weekend long. There's a lot of excitement around the Phillies. And I actually uh, actually saw Joe Watson at the ballpark today. So that was, uh, the, but yeah, yeah, he had some friends from uh, British Columbia that were visiting. So wish I had seen a better game, <laughs> but uh, that that was pretty cool. Uh, that's so funny. You, you're doing so much work with Joe and on the book and everything else and all the stories, and that's fantastic. You go to a Phillies game and you run into him there. It's a, well, yeah, separate. Well. Um, we're gonna get to the Ask Billy questions in a second, but before we get there, I, I wanted to ask you something because, you know, we both witnessed that game the other night against, uh, you know, Saturday night where they're back home. They got Anaheim, who's lost 13 of 14, has five regulation wins in their last 25, worse than the Flyers. And I look at teams at specific times in the season. I can't look at their overall record and judge them. They're yeah. a team that's playing very poorly. The only win they had was that 5 nothing win over Arizona, which got Troy Terry's face kind of caved in. But I looked at the game, and, and I, w- I was pretty hard on the team in yesterday's episode because of the second period. Now, the first period was an extension of the Columbus game. They got nothing because we gave them nothing. And then in the second period of the game against Anaheim, there just was nothing there. It was – and and to me, it's not about playing a bad period, Bill, why I was so harsh on it. Yeah. It's that this is a trait that we've seen far too long and that needs to be left in this season. And it really bothered me because – this has to stop. I, I I could not agree more. I, I I had a very bad feeling, you know, after the. I mean, you know, not not a bad feeling in the way that oh, it's you know, it, it's listen. I mean, wins and losses really at this stage of the season really are not important. But it, we, we've talked a lot about attitude and approach, and if you could encapsulate this entire season in one hockey game, I would tell you to watch, you know, the, the game on Saturday. Because the Flyers came out, they had an outstanding first period. Like, like they've teased at times this season. Yeah. And they had different lines going, and they were playing fast, and they were 
they were taking care of the puck. They were forechecking well. When they needed a save, like they, you know, there was a breakaway. They got they got the big save. And um, get to that get to that admission, two nothing. You're really in the driver's seat. Anaheim is nothing going. You know, and yes, I mean, listen, you, you expect in games when it's that lopsided a period, there's gonna be a pushback. Not not to this not to that degree. I mean, they were, you know, sometimes shot holes can be deceptive, but that 18 to 4 was very reflective as to how much they got outplayed in that second period. They they were outworked for every puck. They were, you know, loose defensively. They uh didn't take care of the puck. They, you know, they they didn't they didn't fight for pucks. And you know, next next thing you know, you're you know, you find yourself down three to two. And deservedly so. Third period, um, you know, they, they come back to tie it and then they find a way to lose it. And that's that season in the microcosm. Also the Flyers unable to score in the power play, and they give up a, a backbreaking goal when they're when they are killing their first penalty or second penalty of the game. That that's been an issue all season long, plus Martin Jones really was not, you know, he gave up five goals, but, you know, find me one that he had a real fair chance to save. He didn't. They, they hung the goalie out to dry. Again, something that's gone on far too often this season. If things are going to get better next season, these are exactly the kind of things they, you know, they need to eliminate. There was, there's no reason, and I said, you lose a hockey game. There was no reason to essentially play 20 minutes and then, you know, play the rest of the game the way they played it. That, that just is not good enough and cannot continue. Yeah, to me, the big thing about it is, okay, I'll go, okay, you know, after a, another a night's sleep, I'll go, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Is this yeah. one step forward, two steps back? Well, prove to me that it's not. And going forward, you know, make this an outlier, not a trait that's still way too prevalent with the team because this these kind of traits have to be left in this season to move forward. And there's so many young players that I don't want young players thinking this is okay or normal. Because again, you're right. It's not about going out and the other team being really good in a period. It was the details. It was the approach, the mindset when they took the ice in that second period to me. It's not the result so much because sometimes, you know, hey, hockey goes back and forth. It's a momentum sport. But geez, this this cannot, this has to be cut off right now. Yeah, and I mean, to their credit, you know, the number of young players, and I asked as an open-ended question to Mike Yo and a couple of the players, you know, is learning how to win these games once the once you do have that bad period and you come back to tie it? I mean, how many times have the Flyers been in tie games or within a goal, either way, within third periods, and they find ways to lose it, yeah, right? Even up two goals, they've done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's happened way, way, way too often. You know, and some of it, yeah, is, is learning how to win. The other part of two is they have they have plenty of veterans on the team, and even you know, even young players who've been in winning situations elsewhere. And it just it's just you know, it it, it has a spiraling effect, right? Yeah. And again, no, we're not talking about within a season. You want to establish a new identity to the team. You want to take steps towards establishing a new identity. Um, the Columbus game. I love the closeout in the third period. That's about as good as closeout the Flyers had this season. Yep. And the way they came out and, and executed in that first period, as you said, was a kind of a continuation of that game. Yeah. Um, so, so to backslide to that degree, that suddenly, that dramatically, yeah, it, did, it didn't feel very good. 
Yeah, I, I I got a couple you know messages you know DMs from you know listeners to the podcast that thought I was a little over the top with my criticism. And I was just like, I I just don't want to regress because yeah. I think we're seeing some signs of you know other areas really moving forward, and you know we're going to talk about some of those areas. You know that that Columbus game, I, I brought this up on the podcast for Friday after that game because I remember I had a coach, Peter Jaraback, total lunatic growing up. And we went out and we had one of those games, right? And we beat a team like four to one. And it was never in doubt. And he came in the locker room after, and I've always remembered what he said. He said, they got nothing because we gave them nothing. Yeah, Like, that's how you win game in and game out. Give them nothing. Once in a while, maybe they get lucky. But if we give them nothing, they got nothing. And that's what that game was. And I was, I was impressed with that win and equally as salty at the loss against Anaheim. But uh, let's get to the Ask Billy questions. Let's start out with my buddy, Ed Riddy, Stagger Lee, OC Stagger. He says, given what we have seen so far from the young guns, he said, group them by the following categories. NHL major contributor, NHL minor contributor next year with potential for more, NHL minor contributor next year and questionable future, or AHL lifer. So I guess we can go through this with a, a number of the guys. Let's start with Noah Cates because I've been really impressed. Not only his play with the puck, but his play away from the puck. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a very good neutral zone player. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've noticed his play in the neutral zone quite a bit, actually. Um, very good attention to detail guy. Uh, you know, if he doesn't has, have the puck, he will, he will go get it. Um, you know, he doesn't end up on the wrong side of the puck very often at all. Um, if he does make a mistake, he bounces right back. He's, you know, he he plays with a lot of poise. Um, you know, the, these categories, major, minor contributor. Uh, if major is huge point producer, I don't think that's ever going to be Noah Cates. No. But I think a guy who is going to be a versatile player, um, a guy who is part of a solution and building a winning team, because you need you need the role playing guys too, and you need guys that you can move up and down the lineup as you need to, you know, I, I don't, you, you don't have to develop him at this point. I think he he's come into the NHL as that kind of a player. He's mature. So I, I don't, you know, I mean, I, you know, if a major contributor is a guy who plays every game, as long as he's healthy, then, then I think he'd be, he'd fall in that category. I mean, if major contributor is a guy who's going to go get you 30 goals and, you know, 70 points, that's not him. But I, I think he's an NHL player and he's an NHL player right now. He, he kind of, to me, projects like Scott Lawton. Yeah, similar. Similar, you know, I agree. And a guy that, you know, has that same acumen in the neutral zone, that, like you brought up, that Lawton has, like an awareness. Um, let, let's talk about Owen Tippett, because, though I think that the more we watch him, even though the numbers aren't eye-popping, he's got just two goals since being traded here, but I think the skill set is a little bit more eye-popping than maybe, I know for me, than I thought it was going to be. Um, he's more explosive than I thought he was going to be. Um, I guarantee I'm going to have to ask him, but that's something I'm sure he's worked on his first step in explosive training because he's got some explosiveness. And, you know, he scores that second goal. He gets the puck on his stick there, and he fires it. Perfect shot, 14 inches off the ice, just above the pad blocker side. A lot of other flyer players in the past would have grabbed that puck. Oh, who could I pass it to? Who is the perfect chance? And he just fired it. What do you think about Owen Tippett? Yeah, uh, love you know the combination of being being a, a big guy who can also skate because as you said he accelerates very quickly. Um, you know, I, I I think a little bit of his trouble finishing plays 
you can almost some of the breakaways he's had, you can almost see the wheels turning in his head a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and hey, listen, if you're in a breakaway against Shesterk and you're, how am I going to beat this guy? But I mean, but I, I think there have been situations where he's, you know, had goal opportunities. The one that he scored, the puck, you know, it, it just developed on the spot. He didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. So right. puck came to him. He got rid of it in, in a hurry. And then next thing you know, you know, they're facing off at center ice. Um, I, I really think that, uh, you know, I mean, Hank, Hands are one thing. Hands in and of themselves, you know, you can maybe release a shot quicker or whatever. But I mean, it's something that translates from level to level. It's all the details that go into getting the opportunities and, and finishing them. Um, so I, I've been impressed with Tippett so far. Um, I, I have a sense that I think that as he, he goes forward, he may be a guy who scores in bunches over five, six, seven, you know, even 10 games at a time. And then he might go 15 with a, a goal or two. Um, as long as the, you know, which is fine. I mean, that's the way most goal scorers are. They tend to be a little bit streaky. I, I expect he's going to be, you know, one of those guys who runs a little hot and cold in terms of how many are going in for him. But I think the final numbers can be decent. And he, he adds, he adds definitely those two elements. He adds an element of speed and he adds an element of the shoot first mentality, which are two things that they needed. Um, that's the guy who I think, you know, going forward can be a, can be a solid contributor. Again, not a, I don't. Think, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's contending for you know the Rocket Richard or anything like that or the or the Art Ross Trophy, but that's a guy who can be a you know a solid contributor in a, in a top six role and a power play guy. Sixty two points about the ceiling there. You see, Bill. Yeah, like I mean, twenty six and thirty five. That that would be that would be one heck of a season. He's uh, he's, yeah. not, he's a pretty good passer too. He, yeah. he he sees the he sees the ice well. I, mean, I don't think he's ever going to have huge assist totals or anything like that. But if he could get in that 60-point range, which is ambitious, you know, pretty ambitious. But if he could get up in that range, that would be great. I was I was thinking more in the, you know, 25-goal, 20-assist range of 45 to 50 points. But if he could get, get him up 60, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the career year right there for him. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at two more. Ronnie Adderd. Adderd, to me, is, uh, you know, I, I have to be honest and say in his first couple of games, like, Ooh, he's kind of in over his head here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think he's gotten better each game. And actually, he was he was a bright spot besides scoring his, his first NHL goal. I thought he was he's been a bright spot, um, you know, for the most part, last game. Um, just a question more of just, you know, adjusting his game to the NHL level. I thought a couple of times he's been caught on the wrong side of the puck and it's hard to recover in the NHL once that happens. Yeah. Um, his shot is his shot's the real deal. I don't know if he's a power play guy in the NHL yet. I do think he he will be. They're experimenting with it. They definitely. I mean, his shot is for real. That, yeah, that's something heavy. that is absolutely NHL caliber. Right-handed guy. You know, he'll have time to develop in in that third pairing role. Um, you know, and not that I mean, not that Kevin Connaughton is a, is a superstar, but I think that that's been a better partner for him. Than uh, you know than it was the, the, the game with the handle. I mean, part of that problem was offensive defenseman and offensive defenseman. That can be yeah, that can be a little bit tough. Yeah, yeah, and and look, that's one of the reasons why you make the decisions you do. You got to you have to put yeah. the player in the best chance to have success. And if you have a more defensive oriented guy like Connaughton back there, then then that's that's what's going to help the player develop better and have a better experience at the NHL level. Let's look at one more though. Let's look at Cam York because since moving to the right side, he is not been flawless he made a play the other night um 
was it was on the shorthanded goal, I believe, where he kind of pinches there as the lone point man back uh, yeah. along the right boards, and they end up going in on that two and one and scoring. But let's look at Cam York. Where do you see him? I mean, to me, he's obviously NHL ready. Um, but has your projection on him or outlook on him changed in any way? No, uh, you know, uh, I think I think of anything, it's you know, it, it's the fact that he's shown an an, an ability or at least a potential. To play the to play his offside if he has to, um, I think that helps quite a bit because that he's not tied in on on one side of a pairing and that gives you options. Um, I, I like that when he makes a mistake. Um, you know, uh, look at the look at the Derek Grant goal actually in you know last game um, because he made two of them on the same play. He didn't seal the wall off and then he turned the puck over. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he you know he, he makes a mistake. And he doesn't make he doesn't make a ton of them again. He hasn't. He hasn't. You know, the next time that situation pops up, he usually handles it the right way. Um, he, you know, he's putting up some points. He moves the puck well. I think he's good. I think he's only scratching the surface of things that he can do. Um, you know, I don't think he's a top pairing defenseman in the NHL right now, at least. Um, I, you know, uh, I think he's helped. I think you know, I think it's helped both him and Ivan Provorov playing together. Um, Long term, I would like to see him, you know, and I and I don't, you know, I mean, I don't think you put him with Ronnie Hatter in the third pairing, so I don't, I don't know where how the pairings will shake out as, as to how the personnel changes, you know, over this off season, but at least, but at least it gives you some options and it gives you some competition. Um, I, I, I already, you know, once the Flyers can actually get set up on a power play, the puck moves when, uh, yeah, you know, when he's decisive. out there, yep, he's, he's, he's quite decisive and. Actually, when they have York and Frost out on the same power play, they've, they've created, you know, pucks aren't going in, but they've created chances. Frost yeah. is another who's barely scratched the surface and is getting better and better. Well, let's talk about Frost because I said that York was going to be the last one, and I, for some reason, forgot about Morgan because, Bill, I think we're starting to see a player develop consistency, confidence, and a belief that he belongs and can be really successful there. Players can say it. And, you know, when they get sent down, they can be like, this is, this is whatever. Uh, I'm an NHLer now, but having success and and just because the puck's not going in the net form doesn't mean he's not having success and developing a lot of confidence because he looks to me like a far different player just in his body language. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, He's made huge strides in terms of, his uh, his two way he has two hundred foot game his two way game, um, and he has you know he has hiccups right everybody does he had some and yeah I I thought he had a fantastic first period um, you know last game against Anaheim and then he had offensive moments the rest of the game, um, you know sometimes sometimes entire games come down on what happens in a single play, and everything was going against the Flyers in the second period. And Anaheim ties it. And I mean, Flyers had nothing, nothing going. And then almost out of nowhere, Frost makes this spin move, beats a defender, tape to tape pass to Ben Reams. Like, Ben Reams, like, tape to tape to Konechny. And Konechny, instead of slam dunking in the net, slam dunked it off the post. Happens, yep. right? But if that goes in and you, you're now all of a sudden you're, you're in the lead again, and a guy just turns, you know, turn nothing into something. That's something you can you can roll off of, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's the kind of you know that's that's making an offensive impact on a game. He did something similar in the third period. He beat another defender and 
And there was also, you remember when uh, you, you were sitting up near me in, in the press box, uh, first period power play, Adder got, got picked by Stars' glove. It was actually yeah. Frost that rotated the puck over to him, you know, in the circle. So, you know, I mean, so he, he set up any number of chances. Um, I don't worry as much about goals with Frost as, as about what he sets up because he's a playmaker first and foremost and will always be. You know, with Tippett, I look more towards the goal side, Frost more towards the assist side. Yeah. Which is why I think ultimately they still may end up playing together, although although Tippett's working quite well with Kevin Hayes. Yeah. But you know, I but I, I think long term that you know that could that could be a successful combination. They just weren't putting the puck in the net. They were they had chances, they just weren't scoring. Um, but now the points are coming a little bit for him. Frost, he has points in back to back games. The uh, the road trip, he he finished that trip with points in back to back games. So you're starting to see a little bit of payoff on it. Um I like that he wasn't satisfied with the other parts of his game. That, that's yeah. a maturity, right? Because he had he had a nice assist and other and other chances. And after the games, he was after the game he was talking about a couple turnovers he made and areas where he he knows he can get better. I mean, I I think that that's been something that uh, they've been trying to push him towards. You know, uh, during that stretch um, when Frost was playing uh, with Jerry Mayhew and and with Max Willman. Um, Mike Yo said, you know, listen, I, I, I know that if I put Frost up higher in the lineup with the Farabees and the Konechny's, because Konechny was playing up top at the time, and, you know, he'll get, he'll get a few more points. But he, I'm going – I'm really going for his overall game, yeah. right? The, the consistency of the details, going and competing for pucks, getting stronger on faceoffs, being the first one on a puck, getting through the neutral zone, not gliding, you know. Those are all things, and he said if he does those things, eventually the points will come back into his game with it, and that's what yeah. we're seeing, honestly. Yeah. Now, now the now the chances are there. Now it's not just uh, you know he's forechecking well, he's he's battling for pucks. You know, he didn't have his best overall game, but he realized it, and that 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 to me is okay. Now, how does he follow it up this week with the with these next couple of games? Does he go? You know, does he go back doing what he do and keep the offense the offense apart? In as well, if he can do all of that, that's a guy who can make a significant impact because that's a guy who's been a top scorer at every level and has shown has shown teases of it at the yeah. NHL level from his first two games in the league mm-hmm. to you know to a to a play here a game there. You, you see that there's something there to to pull out from the player. So you know Frost is a guy who I think could make a significant impact a year from now. Um, yeah. Last thing I'll say about Morgan is that I think the one part of his game that has not come back since the shoulder surgery has been a shot. Um, I, don't, I don't think he shot the puck well all year, even with the Phantoms. Um, and he, ha- he has a better shot than he's shown. I, I think if he works in that over the summer, you know, um, some, some of those chances he gets from the slot or from the, from the dot, because he those an area he you know, would score his share of goals. Um, you know, I, I think that the, so I think that the goal production can pick up a year from now, but I'm more worried about the you know, the to- the total game. Just just to see that consistency developing with him, I think that's been a positive sign over the last 10, 12 games. Uh, let's get to the next question here, Bill, and ask Billy. And we kind of buried the lead uh, because the Flyers signed Bobby Brink after winning a national championship. Um, and I don't even know how I would say this guy's name. X-I-H-8 and a bunch of letters. He said, how could Bobby Brink's game impact the team's play? Let's start first and foremost. What's in front of us? 
What do you expect to see from Brink as soon as this week? Well, I, I think the you know he'll be a guy who also gets opportunities to to play in the power play. Um, you know, I'm gonna be I'll be interested to see what they do with the lineup. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, there's a number of possibilities. If you just go by Saturday's lineup, that's easy. It's Hayden Hudson was sent down today, so you know, uh, I mean, when. You know, like, uh, I mean, Farabee was under the weather, right? So you get Farabee back in the lineup. But then you have a few options. You know, you can uh, – you have a couple guys who have been banged up. You know, uh, Atkinson's banged up. And yeah, Limbo is banged up. And they're just playing, you know. you're. I mean, it gives you an opportunity to give a guy a rest. You know, you're not if – you, if you're competing for a playoff spot, you, you suck it up and you play. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I mean, there really, there really isn't a need if if guys are, you know, they have a need for maintenance days and they're they're taking the option on the morning skates. I mean, you know, it's because 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 they're banged up. So you know, you give a guy a night off. So it might be different guys rotating out. But yeah. I, I think he'll, you know, but I think he'll play in the towards the upper end of the lineup. Um, see some power play time. You know, how much he'll impact team play. I mean, I'm expecting him to come in and make a you know, make an earth shattering difference right off the bat. Yeah, um, right. he's win streak to end the season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think he'll make some good plays with the puck. He sees the ice well. Um, he got a good taste, I think, in the Frozen Four tournament of uh, seeing a lot of checking attention from mm-hmm. from other teams. I mean, he didn't, he didn't get a point in the championship game. Um, was not all that noticeable offensively in the championship game but in but in other games leading up to it i mean however many points he might have had in a given night he was he was a guy that if you gave him any space at all he'd make a play yeah so uh you know I, he, he's not you know he's not a world-class speedster he's got he's got a lot of Giroud to his game and again that that's not to that's not to put the expectation he's gonna do what claude Giroud did that's unfair yeah Right, but but just just in terms of being a guy who's on the small side, and he's he's smaller than Claude is. He's actually more like a like a, a Cole Caulfield size. Yeah, a little, little, he's filled out a little bit, thankfully. But I mean, he's still height wise, he's you know he's quite small, and you know he's never going to muscle anybody, and he's not going to just beat anybody in a straight line. But he takes good routes to uh, you know he finds the seams. He you know if there's a passing lane, he'll. They'll find the open guy and dish the puck to him. Um, he can score, but I, I think he's another guy who's going to be a good playmaking winger, a little bit more than a goal scorer. I think that that's really kind of his tendency. Very competitive player. He's um, a gamer. <laughs> he's definitely a gamer. We saw in the World Juniors. He, I think even as much, if not more, than the uh, you know the Frozen Four uh, in, the, in the World Juniors, where he was playing down in the lineup a little bit, got power play time, but he was playing third line. Um, you know, you, you see how you see how competitive he is. So he's a guy who's not gonna, yeah. you know, even though he's even though he's not gonna, he, even though he's not as strong or smaller than guys, he's not gonna give into that. Like like Atkinson is a guy who plays a lot bigger than he really is. Yeah, I I think that that's uh, you know that's something that will emerge as a characteristic of his game. It, it's hard at the end of a season like this to come in, you know. But I but I think it, you know, but I think he's a guy who. Uh, Will be will be a contributor. I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to go to the Phantoms and work his way up here. I think he'll be an NHL guy, right up. So he right up and, and and next year as well. The yeah. thing about him, 
like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be tops in the league for getting face washed because he gets down around the net and just like spinning and just trying to do whatever he can to to affect the play when pucks get to the net. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I mean, he had a really good year, obviously, led the NCAA in scoring about 57 points, 14 goals, 43 assists in 41 games. Didn't win the Hobie Baker, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have a question for you. How do you? Uh, this is about you know, Dryden McKay. How do you win the Hobie Baker, but not the Mike Richter Award? That that makes no sense to me. It it defies logic. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, these awards sometimes that I just they leave me scratching my head. No, you know, all right. Not just me, then. No, no, it's definitely not just you. Awesome stuff, as always, Bill. Part two of Ask Billy will come up on tomorrow's Flyers Daily episode. We'll also preview Flyers Caps on a Tuesday edition. So, everybody, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. I remember standing on a corner at midnight Trying to get my courage up There was this long, lovely dancer in a little club downtown.